welcome to our first episode that we record live at LifeRate DEFCON 2015 here in Darmstadt, Germany. I am meeting with Jens Brun. He is senior, uh, software architect at Prodyna, one of LifeRay's partner companies, and is uh, here right out of his workshop, which caught my attention because the name of the workshop is Pimp My Script Engine. And, uh, well, that made me curious. And as I missed the workshop, Jens offered to show me what uh, he has been demonstrating and what they've been working on. We'll make visual material available after this podcast or with this podcast in the show notes. Well, as I said, Jens Brun, software architect at Prodyna, welcome. Thank you, Olaf. Thank you for inviting me. It is a pleasure to be here at uh, DEFCON and it was a great workshop. So I want to uh, share our experiences with the uh, podcast listeners. Perfect. So what's the... I would I say start or elevator pitch for your workshop? Um, well, it had to do with uh, some experiences we made in our project at Prodyna and uh, the demand for a maximum of flexibility. So uh, with the LiveRay script engine and especially with the uh, script console uh, LiveRay provides, you have yeah all flexibility to execute um, scripts based on Groovy, JavaScript, or whatever to um, manipulate your portal directly without uh, plug-in overhead, I call it, or without uh, adhering to release cycles. Um, but uh, the script console is only providing you the option to um, yeah, execute your script manually and in a synchronous fashion. So um, what we had as uh, requirements in our project was, well, we want to uh, execute code or, or yeah, scripts in, on a regular basis, like, like scheduling, and uh, maybe in uh, reaction to some events on, on service layer or model layer. Mm -hmm. So what we were, th uh, were thinking was that uh, LifeRay provides such functionalities Mm -hmm. through model listeners and uh, through uh, schedulers in, in portal plugins. So uh, why not combine um, these things and, and provide a plugin um, that offers you the possibility to create scripts, to manage your scripts, to provide additional information and to um, register them as model listeners or to schedule them um, for regular or once execution, like bulk updates or whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we did in the workshop was first uh, we, we discussed a little about um, what, what would be needed to provide such a plugin, um, what we were thinking would be valuable, and uh, then uh, I, I brought with me some rather simple scripts to, to demonstrate um, the options. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I've heard they've been quite fun to work with. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> which again uh, sparked my interest. Okay, so uh, what we did first was uh, let's, let, let's first go uh, into just explaining the the raw scripting engine or scripting console because uh, I think that's a quite unknown uh, component in LifeRay. You basically find the built-in script console uh, in control panel. That's in the configuration section, and it says uh, server. server administration, and in there uh, you'll have a tab that's called script. So somewhere deep down in the bowels of Wi-Fi, um, yeah. hard to find, there is a 
a select box where you can choose one of the languages that Liferay supports as scripting languages. Um, that's like Groovy, JavaScript, uh, Python, Ruby, uh, what else is there, Beanshell, and then a large um, text input field where you can basically cut and paste or copy and paste your script and an execute button, uh, which will let this script run uh, without any safety net. So basically, yes. whatever you write there, if you delete your user database, your user database is gone. Don't look for undo. Yeah, of course. And, and that's, uh, that's the, the, the starting points. Uh, okay, we are, we are missing something. Mm -hmm. First of all, you mentioned uh, you have this, this text area. Okay, it's a text area. No syntax yeah, highlighting, no fancy stuff. Nothing fancy whatsoever, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's the first thing you, you mentioned also is uh, copy and paste. So mm -hmm. you have to manage your scripts somewhere else. Somewhere yeah. else means maybe in a document library, maybe on your desktop, maybe at version control. But mm -hmm. uh, you have no, no, no built-in script management, which, which allows you to say, well, these are my favorite scripts or these are the scripts intended to do something. Uh, you have no meta information like if you use the script, make sure that you don't delete your user database, <laughs> yeah. these things. And uh, also the output, uh, which is... Basically, some 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 text in, in the region, uh, and that's all. So, if you have, well, if you want to um, do some output post processing or want to do something with that, um, you have to do it manually. You have to copy and paste it back and put it in an email or put it in mm -hmm. web content or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, these are some of the aspects we were missing. And of course, the thing, um, the only thing you can do with your scripts is hit the execute button. That's all. No scheduling. Or yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, we like the idea to, to have the opportunity to ad hoc execute uh, some scripts. So we, we applied it also to, to our uh, Nabucco script center, which is available in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And um, so what we did is, is well, basically provide a, a simple interface which allows you to add new scripts. Uh, we also collect scripts on our website because I don't think the marketplace uh, provides an option to, to download scripts no. at, at the moment. So we provide them at our, uh, at our website uh -huh. and um, with additional information like user guide, etc. So what you can do is just hit the uh, add script button and uh, there you have some additional options. Okay, you provide some, some title for your script because scripts are stored by Script Center. Mm -hmm. So... This is the first thing. Script management is built in by Script Center. Uh, and you, you have some, 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 some title. You provide some abstract, which is shown in, in the um, classical um, result list. And a description, which we intend to be used as some kind of user guide. So if you have multiple administrators and one writes a script and the other one says, well, mm -hmm. give it a try, uh, he should be provided with, with information what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And then we come to... The same thing as you have in the uh, script console, you select your language mm -hmm. and then you have an editor where you provide your script. That's basically all as, as interface. And then you have uh, at the bottom the same thing. You can execute and copy and paste the output. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, if we stop here, you would say, well, okay, they copied script console. It's not great. Well, added syntax highlighting. Yeah, okay, good. Um, but what we did then is uh, we said, okay, the scripts are provided. Simple list for the moment. And there 
So we now we have in front of us a Hello World script. Uh, yes. There has to be a Hello World script everywhere. Um, some scheduled script, um, obviously something that we'll see. Um, and well, I will I will provide some screenshots. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what you can do is now, and then now it starts to get interesting. Uh, you have actions for script. First thing is view. Okay, you can 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 mm -hmm. see the script, but not manipulate it. You can update the script, and then first important thing is the permissions. Um, permissions on script a little bit more complex than one would expect mm -hmm. because it's not just uh, view, update, delete, but it's more. It's it's uh, we. we The first point distinguish between view and inspect. So what's the difference here? The difference is uh, view is uh, you can see the meta information, like mm -hmm. the name and the, the user description. Mm -hmm. But inspect is the sources. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay, uh, one thing no one would do is uh, provide credentials in scripts or yep. some confidential information. Yeah, nobody. 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 No, never. No, 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 no. Never seen that. Yes, and... Um, We had an example in the uh, workshop where we said, okay, um, reset agreement to terms of use. So if you're oh, yeah. live... Common use for the scripting console. Yeah, well, yeah, well, mm -hmm. of course. But um, then, as you said, it's, it's hidden in the... Not hidden, but it's, uh, yeah, it has, yep. its, has its place in the, in the uh, control panel mm -hmm. and only administrators can go there. Yep. So what we can do here is say, well... Um, Editors of web contents, or maybe our terms of use editors with a specific role, um, are allowed to see our script and to execute the script. Oh yeah, that's nice. Okay, so so you have the view, and you say, well, if you edit terms of use, uh, please execute the script. That's all. Mm -hmm. So this is the, the the use case for for that. Uh, Only view and, and execute for the permissions. So that's basically the uh, setting the permissions for an individual script. Mm -hmm. So you can say uh, content editor uh, uh, Joe is uh, is able to reset the terms of use. The role based, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Of course, role based. <laughs> so I'm too illustrative here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Exactly. That is uh, the the one use case for this. Uh, users should be allowed to execute. Scripts, but nothing more. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first thing. Then we have uh, additional permissions for uh, schedule and intercept. Uh, this is the, the other application areas for scripts we implemented with Nabucco Script Center. Uh -huh. So I want to come to that as next point. Yep. Um, when you extend the example of editing the terms of use, then... Uh, why should your uh, editors be forced to execute the script manually? Mm -hmm. You could have attached it to, um, or you, you could have configured it, um, that uh, terms of use are um, represented by a certain web content. So you could provide a script, um, which, okay, I, I will provide the source code for that, um, which just checks, okay, Model is something, it's, it's, it's the entity affected. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're looking at the script uh, now for those that uh, follow after the fact. Uh, what's that? Reset terms of use. Uh, let's call it interception. Interception, okay. We, we call so it. we'll call it interception in the, yeah. in the material. So um, then we have um, here model is uh, the, the entity changed or, or updated, or mm -hmm. basically the model for the event listener. 
And we say, okay, this is a rather simple example. We say, okay, if model is approved, so only the uh, approved um, uh, terms of use should result in the users being forced to re-agree to terms of use. Mm -hmm. And then we check against the portal properties, okay, the changed web content, is it the one we are looking for? Yes, this is the one we are looking for. Um, and we exclude, for example, administrators. It's just an example where you can say, okay, Uh, excludes certain roles from execution, and then we do the original update here through resetting uh, agreement in terms of use or setting it to false for all other users. This is just a simple example, and we have some output. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, what we then have to do with Script Center is we say schedule, the, uh, uh, sorry, intercept this script. And we define the interception. And this is basically the same as you can do uh, with model listeners. You select uh, the, the class, which would be, in our example, journal article. Here. And we say, okay, uh, on after update. So whenever I update the article that I have configured to be the terms of use? No, it's, it's model listener. It's every journal article. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. That was already preempting the, uh, the actual script. So whenever yeah. I update an article, it will be checked. Is this the terms of use article? Yeah. And then uh, if and it is the terms of use article, then... Uh, and it is approved. And it's approved, then it will update the uh, or reset the terms of use for, that, for all of the users but not the administrators. Exactly. Just a sample. We could also force the administrators to do that, but yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And what you can do... And I think you have a story why that's a good idea to, to do some special handling for them. Uh, no, we, uh, this, this had to do with uh, another example we did. Mm -hmm. and why, Because um, it, it should show that what, what freedom you have with, with your scripts and what you can Okay, do. yeah. So, um, next sample, I have a reason why I exclude administrators. Um, and then you can define what should happen with your output or with the output of the, uh, of the script. Mm -hmm. As we saw in the script source code, uh, we just print out, okay, terms of usually set for someone. And you can say, well, write the output directly to sys out. Um, write it as log. Write it to the document library. So uh, write it into a document mm -hmm. and have it for further processing in library. Or write it to uh, send it through email or um, write it to, to web content mm -hmm. so you can further use it inside Liferay. And then you can say, okay, I, I save it and then it's, scheduled. Uh, it's, it's configured as interception. And you will see that as part of the script view which interceptions are configured for my script in mm -hmm. these things. So it's just a view. Okay, so um, this would be the next step for our web content editors. They don't have to care about, they just edit our terms of use, and yeah, that's it. Okay, and the next thing would be uh, inter... Um, no, sorry, scheduling. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite one, and then the administrators come into play. So, you uh, can see what the script is doing. We, we should call it scheduled. So uh, Okay, yeah. We'll post this as scheduled script, and we are looking. Well, okay. Should, should what I live comment? <laughs> <laughs> First time I see a script, and let's see if I can make sense of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. We are. 
somehow getting the administrator role again, then uh, we are we might be as a scheduling we might schedule something to now we we just take a timestamp which is 30 days in the past okay so um this is just our timestamp okay and what we do again is it's, it's the same thing as in the script before we iterate over all users in the portal and now we check if the user has some last login date so if they were if they ever log, uh, logged in yes because we don't want to uh, do something with new accounts mm -hmm. and then we check if uh, the last login date is before our timestamp which is 30 days in the past so we okay so if if they didn't log in in the last 30 days yes okay so we will call them inactive accounts mm -hmm. and what we then do is we check is it not the default users because we don't want to do something with the default users and we check if the current user is not an administrator mm -hmm. and then uh, we we update the status to inactive mm -hmm. so this script basically uh, deactivates inactive accounts okay and that's where it actually really makes sense to exclude administrators yes. uh, because they might not log in uh, every day but just for maintenance uh, reasons yeah and uh, well then uh, well every one of us trusts completely our colleagues so, uh, well, let's do something like uh, change the timestamp thing and say now. So then you have locked out everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Let's try this. No. Um, okay. It's so, your portal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take our company portal. And then, yeah. So this script basically uh, deactivates uh, accounts which are not used for a certain time span. And uh, what we can do is we say, okay, this configuration, we... Um, can schedule that, for example, every night. Mm -hmm. Here's hour, you can say day or week. So in the configuration, you say when, well, when should be the next execution, uh, date, time, should it repeatedly be executed or once, so for bulk updates, which should be scheduled at night, and say, well, simple, which interval, every day, every hour, whatever. And what to do with the output. And here uh, you could, for example, do something like sending an email uh, to an email distribution list like administrators at prodana.com or mm. whatever, or store it in a document. Yep. Whatever that you can see which accounts were deactivated by the script. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then this is uh, what the, um, the script does in, in one application area for uh, scheduling scripts. This is an example. It looks really useful and impressive. So, um, Sim simple UI, but really useful. Yeah. So, well, it's intended to be used by administrators, so we don't yep. need that fancy stuff. <laughs> no, but I like it when when there is actually some some really simple user interface, uh, which is uh, very powerful. So, yeah, it won't win design prizes. No. Um, but as you say, it's for administrators, and there uh, hmm. it's actually quite. So, what we have on our um, Uh, website is some uh, scripts which are a little bit more complex. So what mm -hmm. we saw now were what about five to ten, ten, ten lines. Um, just to give you an impression what other application areas we have. For example, you can provide something like a portal statistics, mm -hmm. uh, which would be something like analyze uh, what happened in my portal during the last 24 hours. How many new web contents? How many users did log in, etc.? These mm -hmm. things. This is a point in time at yep. night. So you can do a, a ad hoc analysis. You do it once a night and, and write the output to a web content and provide it on your starting page. Like mm -hmm. 
the heartbeat of our portal, something mm -hmm. like that. This is one of our example scripts. Um, in terms of use we have there, um, what we also have is um, identification of expiring uh, web contents. So uh -huh. uh, you do this and, and notify someone a few days before. So not just empty pages in your portal and then, oh, wow, how could that happen? Same thing with the uh, review date. Um, you can apply this really and can uh, inform your, your authors or the owners, mm -hmm. well, have a look at this and this web content. Um, it will expire. In, yeah, it, it will expire in 14 days or whatever mm -hmm. and have a to-do list. So this is some information. Uh, well, and then some, some simple helper scripts like these things. What is the ID for this and that group mm -hmm. or these things? So there are lots of application areas. We have one example uh, where, where we say, okay, uh, options at least are uh, unlimited because you have great power with, with scripting. Uh, so you can even apply it to category-based uh, permission assignment. Mm -hmm. So when it's stored, when, when the web content is stored and you have uh, associated it with certain categories, oh, okay. you can evaluate this and, and say, well, maybe you have some something like the classification level. Mm -hmm. where you say, okay, this is public, this is confidential or classified or whatever. Yeah. Based on that, you can uh, assign permissions. So, yeah. That's a good use. Yeah. Okay, so... This is the, the I mean, you, you'll have to be careful with that. Uh, that's one of my pet peeves. I, I get so many questions on permissions uh, where many of them I answer with typically permissions are not the thing that you should go too crazy on, mm -hmm. but uh, there are solutions or there are problems where actually permissions are the right solution for, and this would automate it uh, quite conveniently, I think. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So um, this was uh, with this great power with scripting. Yeah. Uh, this was the reason why we, we uh, thought, took a little bit uh, of, of brain uh, to 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 formulate the permissions. Yeah. So um, there should only be certain users which are allowed to 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 add scripts or to to execute them. So we even distinguish between add and execute script because you can add yeah. a script, but are not allowed to execute it, so you can say, oh, I've prepared something here in production or in, in my local environment. Yeah. Here is it. Please take a look on that. So some future development when might be even to acidify, um scripts, like mm -hmm. letting them go through some kind of workflow. Through the workflow, yeah. yeah. Just so, thinking of that, yeah. So, are they versioned already? or? Uh, no, not, not real mm -hmm. versions. So. Okay. Yeah. So um, our... our intention to uh, provide this in the marketplace was okay this had great value for us in in, in some some projects mm -hmm. and um, we needed only this uh, basic functionality or the functionalities and uh, no additional stuff so we we are highly interested in, in feedback what do other think uh, what they are missing and and how we could improve mm -hmm. because uh we don't want to put efforts into uh, adding fancy stuff one, no one needs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, I have uh, this, this one slide uh, we can also provide. It's, 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 uh, it makes most clearly uh, the, the, the difference because um, what we were thinking is about the uh, development cycle. Should be at least familiar to to, to, to most of, of your listeners. Uh -huh. um, it's basically when you try to implement uh, some some scheduler or some uh, model listener. Okay, you develop it in your local environment. You have to package it somehow to to provide some plugin 
to put it to your version control system. Um, then you have your CI server, which makes some some nightly builds, some tests, some some problems with that. Uh, oh, uh, uh, just to to update everybody just listening, uh, we're looking at the um, the slide uh, that is called Development Process Without Nabucco Script Center. And I was actually wondering, uh, I mean, yes, I've seen that kind of diagram, uh, and I was wondering, uh, like, why is it uh, that complex? Yep. Until I saw the title where it says uh, this is before, so development process without Nabucco Script yeah. Center. So there, there will be another one coming. Yeah, of course. And, and <laughs> I totally uh, missed that first. Yeah. And this is marketing. I made it complex to show the difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, this is something. At least uh, some points uh, should be should be known by yeah. uh, everybody. Yeah, definitely. So then you you have your your packaging, you have your distribution, you have your deployment process, etc. And uh, then let's think about something like um, if you take this uh, user deactivation. Yes. And you say you have your, your 30 days. So you hard code it or put it in your ported properties or whatever, mm -hmm. but you need to change it to 60 days. In, in Script Center, it's something like do it in a few seconds, but here you have to go to, through the uh, deployment cycle and, and these things, or you provide a fancy UI for that and make it configurable, but then you have to implement the UI. You can't focus on, on your functional aspects. Yeah, so and this is basically the, uh, the model. In order to introduce code to the portal, uh, you need to have a project, have a plugin, uh, deploy that, involve system administration, go through all of the hoops that, uh, that are between you and deployment of your code on the server and so on. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, this does not mean, okay, we have the second slide, uh, the development process with Nabucco Script Center. Okay, this is the most simple example. So, yeah, of course, uh, you, you should do something else like versioning your scripts yeah. and, and things. But, um, yeah, you can directly access because you have this direct impact and the direct manipulation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we have also uh, some, some best practices for, for our scripting because our scripts we saw up to now, um, yeah, adjust the, the, the code. But uh, we recommend to do um, some additional things. For example, um, that might not have been that clear in the example, but what you saw in this um, was the, the scheduled script is uh, two things. It's the seventh line, which is uh, a Boolean value, is production, uh -huh. set to false. So currently this script is not in production mode. And then you have at line 17... A check is production, and only if it is production, you do the original manipulation. So, okay, yeah. So save yourself. Uh, Otherwise, it's just logging or, or printing, yeah, uh, it's, like wherever you, you put uh, direct the output to. Yeah. yeah. So then you, you just see what would have happened, yep. but it doesn't happen, happen in, in reality. Um, so this good, good trick. Yeah, this is one common, common, uh, common sense, but... We all know that common sense is not all that common. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But, but this is a recommendation or yeah. it's a requirement to do something like that. Um, second thing is, um, when we, when we do some scripting, okay, basically at the beginning we do, do some configuration, we call it configuration section. Yep. So everything, every, every variables, uh, you are using for, uh, configuration purposes, do they, or place them at one place at the beginning and don't make your colleagues search for, oh, what could I else do in my script? And, uh, of course, do something like a validation section. 
validate the input mm -hmm. because basically these configuration variables are configuration by your colleagues and validate the input. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is with this 30 days and uh, make a plus from that, then you have locked them all out again. Yeah, everybody who will not log in in the next 30 days is not a function of the API. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. yeah. Um, Yeah, and then we, 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 we do other things in our scripts. We went that far that we uh, provide a variable which is called is configured mm -hmm. and initialize it with false. So uh, a colleague of you which uh, goes, oh, well, this is an interesting script, just hit execute, let go far because uh, first check is is configured, is true. No, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, uh, makes sense as well. And, and some 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 other practices we we, we are implementing with with our scripts. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So there are numerous options to extend this. Uh, as simple as it is now, uh, there probably is a lot of thought. Of oh yes. Things that you could do, and then uh, that's what you depend on feedback for. Yeah, yeah, of course, because I, I have some some uh, aspects or points in mind which I want to implement, um, but I. I want to have uh, uh, un, uh, I want to, to, to get feedback um, which depends on the needs and not on my ideas because yeah. I know my ideas and I, I would like other people to, to tell me something. I had some interesting feedback in the workshop this morning and it was great. It's always great to talk with people because yeah. at the beginning, okay, when you when you see the title, pimp my script engine, yeah, pimp, it's funny, might be a nice thing, but then you read script, oh no. Scripting, no, no, no. It's not the, the fancy yeah. thing. Yeah. It, it, it's something evil. No, it's, it's just source code. And no, no. Um, but the normal reaction after some workshop like that or some introduction, well, yeah, there's, I get this flexibility. I don't have this overhead. I can do it directly. But most of the participants uh, also see that uh, you have to be very, very, very careful when using this tool mm -hmm. because you can destroy everything and it's that easy so yeah yeah but like with all of the safeguards that you had in there um, that looks good so you're coming with best practices yeah um, and that totally makes sense and and we we implemented those in our uh, sample scripts um Which um, are provided on the on the on our website. So maybe you just have a look at, at that source code yep. and and get an impression what we what we are doing. Speaking of source code, um, is the uh, or no? How, when you get the app from marketplace, uh, first of all, what's the price tag? Zero. Zero. Yeah, that's good. Okay, that, it's, it's, that lowers the uh, uh, the the barrier yeah. uh, of entrance, so it's free. And uh, is the source code available? So is that open source or not? Uh, no, it's, no, it's it's not. Okay. Um, yeah, well, but um, well, give it a try. Uh, mm -hmm. You can just download it, install it locally, and and well, have a look at the examples. Yes. Um, because they will give you a first impression and might give you some ideas. Well, I can do, and maybe you you give it an idea if you have some uh, model listeners or, or schedule things. Um, If it's an option to implement it as uh, a script because of flexibility, if you have an indication that um, your implementation for the model listener will change regularly or will, will, will have to be changed, then it's a good indicator to say, well, it could be a script mm -hmm. because this, this uh, 
change work to do or this, this deployment cycle, etc., these efforts will reduce dramatically. So, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the other thing is uh, I wouldn't um, count a sample for um, scheduling or for modelism. I would not go that far that I would say, okay, you have uh, some, 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 some portlet project and you have a model listener in that um, when you, when you uh, give the, some, some, some address entity. And this address is associated with a group and um, when the group is deleted, uh, you want to have a model listener that also deletes all addresses mm -hmm. for that group. Mm -hmm. um, I would put that model listener into uh, the plugin. It would not say, well, okay, I have my plugin and I have a script. And no, this belongs together. This yeah. is, and, and to, to, um, make your, your plugin self-contained, put those things, put, put schedule jobs, uh, yeah. which belong to that and put model listeners, which belong to your plugin, put them into your plugin. So mm -hmm. not everything should be replaced by scripts. That's right. Yeah. It kind of ties well into a blog article that I recently wrote. So I'm, I'm just seeing the parallels there uh, where I said, uh, like, should you rather change LifeRay's default portlets in order to achieve what you want to do or just write your own ones? And this actually now brings a third option to it, uh, which basically says, well, in order, uh, instead of changing the configuration of LifeRay's portlets, which can be quite hard, Uh, changing the appearance, uh, the JSP uh, pages, and so on. You can actually just use this for data manipulation on the back end. Uh, yeah. um, and, uh, and even do that well, with model listeners. That's, uh, well, you can do that anyways, like with plugins, but they're like clunky and they need system administrator level access and so on. Um, so this, actually, I, th I see this as almost a third option um, to, to that one. You probably don't know it because I think I've just published it yesterday or the day before. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was here at DEFCON, so yeah. yeah. But I will have a look at this and mm -hmm. sounds interesting, of course. Okay, so um, yeah, this is... Okay. Great. So I am up to speed on a very short version of the workshop. Thanks a lot. And I hope that all the listeners are up to speed. Remember, if you go to liferate.com slash radio and find this episode, you will, um, you will be able to read and see all of the uh, material that we talked about, the actual scripts, links to the websites. Uh, if I remember that correctly, that was uh, prodina.com slash script center. Right. Um, and, um, well, also a link to the app on Marketplace and, uh, and then uh, all of the material from the workshop. So thank you, Olaf, for inviting me. It was a pleasure to be here. Well, thanks for being available on short notice and for giving me my private tour through the plugin.